You're listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Welcome back, everybody. This is Petro and Sophia Lemon for the Double Exposure Show. And uh, we're coming to you from different area today. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of screwing it up. I'm trying to say that Sophia is not in her regular place today. Yeah. But uh, before we get to it, uh, the show notes for this episode are on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 50. And we want you to join our Facebook community on the Double Exposure Show group. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sophia, where are you today? I am in a photo booth. <laughs> at nice. Photo booth? No, a phone booth. Oh, at, see, I thought it was a phone booth. Yeah, yeah. You were confused there for a second. Yeah. Um, at the Clever Office in Collingwood. So I work here like once a week. Get out of the house. <laughs> That's cool. What do you do there? Yeah. So it's a co-working space. So I just basically use the internet. And rather than coming to Collingwood and working at Starbucks, I come to Collingwood and work at Starbucks, and then I work here. <laughs> nice. So yeah, if you think uh, Sophia sounds a little bit different, that's why. She's in a phone booth. She's literally yeah. coming coming at you live-ish from a phone booth. I know. So I might, I might sound like I'm trying to talk a little bit quieter. And also, I'm just in this teeny tiny little room, so it'll probably be a little bit echoey. We're going to find out. There so, is a framed hulk poster in front of me actually i think it's a canvas yeah it's a a hulk poster canvas (laughs) interesting um what i what i think is really funny is that you're in a phone booth in collingwood oh my god except it's spelled c-o-l-l it totally is funny because when I when Siri tries to spell it, Siri always spells it C A L L, and like everything else about the word is like proper except for the A, and I'm like, no, oh Siri, well, you're making me look stupid. Technically, it should be pronounced <laughs> Collingwood, not Collingwood. Like yeah, a, that's too close like to colon. colon, though. Yeah. No, we don't like that. <clears throat> or, okay, and or colon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so other news, um, we got the studio space. Nice. So. Yeah, we're going to be painting that, starting to paint it, move stuff in tomorrow. Um, I'm super excited about it. Is As it turns out, there are cats on our floor, so we're going to have pets. Oh, cool. And uh, there's the rooftop patio. I took my parents and my uncle and two of his kids to look at it <laughs> on Saturday. And we walk out onto the rooftop patio, and my mother goes, oh, I could have some parties up here. <laughs> you could have some parties up here. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, you know what? There's an income income stream uh, potential right there. Yeah. Rent yeah, it for, for parties. Sure. So, Petro, um, I said this before we started recording, but I don't want to be racist or anything, but you look super black right now. <laughs> I know, and I and that's uh, that's Skype for you. <laughs> Nothing I can do. I can, I can I can see my little preview window. I'm not quite a silhouette, but I'm halfway there. So. <laughs> Pretty much almost yep. there. And there's also a roll of bubble wrap behind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it's one of the many rules of bubble wrap I have here. So <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, um, I record from home uh, where I have what? a little home office. Yeah, um, I know. So and I used to record just from the dining room table. Um, you could actually see like the background from some of the videos we used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, teaser videos. Well, now uh, that I moved uh, the big printer to the house, it's actually in a laundry room slash office. This room is probably seven feet by, I don't know, 16, 18 feet. It's kind of a long, skinny, narrow room. And I barely fit into it <laughs> with the big printer, my desk, uh, shelf with all the printing supplies and everything. So a lot of stuff doesn't actually have a space where it where it sits. So it doesn't have a home anymore because, you know, back in the studio, it, it had a home. It had a place for I had a place for everything. Well, the bubble wrap now literally sits like on top of the printer on its side. <laughs> oh, look at that. I'm brighter. <laughs> I think the clou- clouds are clearing outside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so there's a freezer here beside me as well. Uh, and then a washer and dryer on the other side of the freezer. And this it's a chest freezer, which serves as a wonderful workspace. <clears throat> Except that's where our dog food is kept, because uh, Tank has a, a very unique raw diet. Uh, and we buy the food oh. from a supplier that... Uh, it's it's all frozen. It's already prepared. It's awesome. Yeah, I should I should tell you that now that we have the new puppy, um, both of the dogs are on raw food now. Nice. <laughs> it's good. It's excellent. I I absolutely hate poop. Just gonna throw that out there so you guys know. Um, <laughs> okay. So I refuse. I I I, I don't want to say I refuse. I pick up after my dog all the time, but I refused to get a dog for a long time because I didn't want to pick up poop. That seriously mm-hmm. would prevented me from getting a dog. I know, and it's now that stupid. he is on raw food, he doesn't poop. He doesn't poop. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? Is the the poop is very solid and dry, and it's like picking up pine cones. I have noticed that about yeah. years. And they don't drink as much because it's full of water, right? Like oh, yeah. the flesh is full of water. So <laughs> he's never dehydrated. Um, well, I we were actually at a barbecue yesterday at uh, Hannah's co-worker's place. Okay, where is this going? <laughs> and, well, he got a brand new puppy, too. He This little guy's, like, 12 weeks old, and he's complaining that this puppy just drinks all day long. Drinks, like, two yeah. gallons of water. And <clears throat> he's he was a bit concerned, so he went to see the vet and everything, and I told him, you know, switch him up to raw, and <laughs> your worries will be over. Because mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with their diet, why they drink so much or so little, etc. So, long story short, not sure if he's going to do it or not, but yeah, um, I got a big German Shepherd, so you would expect big German poops, but nope, he's pretty. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's actually pretty funny because sometimes when he like exercises a lot and he doesn't go right away, he. It, it comes out like sawdust. I'm not even joking. You might see that. Um, Ew. Yeah, it, it. You don't even really have to pick it up. It's just kind of like he just crop dusts the sidewalk, and you're like, mm, okay, <laughs> there's that. Um, um, and I have witnesses. Well, Lola was eating like a lot of grass, hmm. and then when we got Greer, because she was eating raw food, they thought, well, we'll just put them both on raw food, and then. 
Lola has stopped eating grass. Yeah, totally. Um, and they'll probably, some dogs actually eat their own stool. So, yes, she did do that. Yeah, and that's because their their bellies aren't processing the food that they're eating. And so a lot of yeah. the nutrients are actually exiting their bodies. So they have to reconsume it. Yeah. Or it smells so delicious that they want to reconsume it. Like, oh, gross. Yeah, well. I feel the, like we should change the topic. Well, <laughs> I was just going to say, we'll, we'll, stay, we'll stay on the topic of animals, but uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll continue. Um, I actually just got back from uh, photographing a house for a real estate client of mine. And uh, this house uh, uh, was a two-level... Um, two-level split well it's not a two-level split i am terrible at real estate lingo it's like a bungalow but it was uh two two separate apartments is what i'm looking looking for uh ah. and the main floor had a, <clears throat> a skinny stairway to the attic um and uh, the attic's not finished but it's like a big wide open space and so every room i went into this house had a cat in it <laughs> Oh, and then in the attic, there was two of them. So turns out the owner had four cats in this house. It was pretty well, that's funny. not so bad. Jeez. Well, you make it sound like there's like cats everywhere. It's a, it was a tiny place. <clears throat> so half the time I'm shooting, I'm actually like wrangling cats because I, I, I want them out of the frame. So I go pick one up, put them down. But this, I, look around, I look over and another one's on the bed. Like, damn it. Oh, but it was fun. Um, I have to admit, though, I, you wouldn't even be able to tell she had any cats. Like, it smelled like, like a house should smell. Like, nice and vanilla candly. <laughs> mm, good. So, but that's why I was a little late today. Again, nobody ever knows that. But uh, I know. I, I know. I had to text you, hey, I'm running behind. Got to come back into Kamoka. I was in London. And, um, yeah, photo shoots. They get in the way of life. What are you going to yes, do? Yes, they do. So, um, but how uh, is the baby? She's amazing. Um, on Sunday, we had a wedding uh, that was about a, I want to say two hour commitment, but I think it was a little longer than that. I think it was a three hour commitment. Uh, mm-hmm. All we did was photograph the ceremony and creative photos after. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, we brought her with us. <laughs> so, Hannah and I went, <laughs> and Mia came along with us because it was a very did low key like wedding. That? They loved it. Absolutely loved it. They thought it was awesome. Could Hannah just stand behind you with uh, the baby, and then well, like everyone would the look baby at you was and be like, Aah. in a stroller oh. uh, at the back. And so this was an outdoor wedding, uh, and it was at a place called Fanshawe Pioneer Village. Um, oh, I know that place you, you, well. You've been there because of the college and everything. So well, my brother used to work there. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that's he awesome. was one of the pioneers. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's amazing. What 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 was his job? Blacksmith. He was all of them. All usually, of them. usually he plays some sort of priest or minister, or vicar, or that's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, he worked there for a long time. Cool. So, um, it's a public place, and so they got married kind of in the middle of it all, and so there's people walking mm-hmm. around. So we had no problem bringing her. Plus. Um, it was just me that was supposed to do the photography anyways. Um, and so Hannah came out as a technical assistant and, uh, she photographed half of it anyways. I mean, we have an awesome (laughs) baby. Um, Mia slept half the time and the other Mm -hmm. half the time, um, one of the people in the wedding just kind of took care of her while we did the creative shoot. So it was really cool. Um, 
but I, I really enjoyed the experience. And if anybody has a problem with it, you can just shut up. So. <laughs> I hope no one has a problem with Nobody it. would, exactly. So, so this, this yeah. is our 50th episode? Yes, it's our 50th episode number 50. 50th episode, yeah. Which is an exciting thing, but then I realized that we picked kind of a downer topic to talk about. Hmm. Whoopsie-daisy. That's why I didn't mention the topic at the beginning. Yeah, we are legitimately excited that this is episode 50, but some stuff happened to me recently that I think is pretty important that we discuss it. All right, lay it on us. And I haven't told you what it is yet. No, you have not. Are you ready for this? Okay, go for it. So I had a wedding in June, and not long after the wedding, I get a text from the bride saying... My grandmother just passed away, Mm -hmm. and you took a photo of the two of us. Can you send a copy to me? Because we'd like to use it at the funeral, because that's the last photo that we have of her. Hmm. Okay, so there's that one. And then I photographed a wedding in August. And not long after the wedding, I get a text from the bride saying, my niece passed away and um, could I get some photos from the wedding for the funeral hmm. um, her one month old niece oh my gosh passed away yeah so in both cases uh, my response was just yes absolutely so I sent photos like high resolution digital files in both cases um But I think it's sort of important that we talk about how you handle these sorts of situations. Absolutely. Like, did I handle that properly or what? Like, I would say, yes, I can't conceive of another way to handle that situation. Yeah. Well, it's, it really depends on the type of person you are. Uh, If you're 100% strictly business or if you're actually a human being and have some (laughs) compassion. Right. Yeah, right. So, um we photographed weddings where um, the bride and groom's parents uh, passed away a month before the wedding. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, just out of the blue. And we photographed weddings where, you know, there was terminal. Uh, uh, actually, the groom was terminal. And basically, we were photographing the wedding knowing that the groom had, like, less than two years to live yeah and they were together for a little while they had kids and they just decided they wanted to get married so you're you're literally photographing this individual thinking this is it like like i'm talking to somebody who knows that they're gonna die soon and you know so um we've also photographed weddings where uh one of the uh, i think it was either the bride's sister or the cousin died in a car accident uh, like a week or two after. And uh, we had to produce some of the photos uh, before they, it it was really fast. It was before any of the photos were ready. And they wanted us to produce photos before they even saw their wedding photos. Um, And um, 
my agreement is uh, for somewhat high resolution photos anyways that so people mm -hmm. get digital files uh, whereas uh, I know you don't necessarily give digital files right yeah. so um, <clears throat> we in every case uh, whenever there was photos requested uh, we complied and mm -hmm. we did everything we could um, and now the stand the stance we took was because the person's at a loss and the, the thing is every single time the client said we will pay anything you want pretty much mm -hmm. like they said we will pay you money blah 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 and in the in the other cases like in the case where the groom was terminal i mean they were getting the photos they it, that wasn't an issue at all but it was kind of difficult not to think about it when you're photographing the wedding right so mm -hmm. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but the other cases where they needed photographs of their loved ones, um, they they actually said, you know, in the case where they didn't have their photos yet, they said, uh, we'll pay extra just to get these pictures if you don't mind, blah, blah, blah. Um, in the other case, it was the photos that they got, they the photos that they requested weren't delivered uh, because they weren't, they didn't make the cut. Mm -hmm. So quite often we take candid photos, uh, everything. So it was a case of, can you please take a look at what photos you have? Um, because um, we need these photos of these individuals and we think you may have taken them. So you go back, you, you look through stuff, you go, yeah, I have some photos. They're, they're decent. You know, I didn't include them for another reason. I'm um, always hesitant to do that for people because then they're going to be like, well, what about these ones? And what about these ones? And suddenly they just want all of the photos. Mm -hmm. So you kind of, uh, you, have, you have to stand up for yourself. I mean, you have to draw a clear line saying, um, look, I want to help you out, but you're creating additional work for me, you know. Uh, and sometimes it's a little bit of education. So you have to assume the role of a very compassionate individual if you're not. Mm -hmm. um, and... <clears throat> if uh, if the bride and groom come back and they say something like, well, we're seeing a lot of photos from our wedding that you didn't give us. We're wondering why you didn't give it to us for whatever reason, or we would like all these photos, please. Your The simple answer to them to that is you'll, you would be creating a lot of extra work for me. So, so it would cost you a lot of money for photos that you may not use. Mm-hmm. And it works 100% of the time when I, when I put it like that, because uh, there's something to be said to, about being diplomatic. Right? I've heard that before. I've heard people say, when people are complaining and stuff, don't apologize or whatever, just tell them the facts. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That's, that's a great in conflict resolution that that's that's really good and i mean but you you still have to kind of take a diplomatic approach to it you can't you know because well yes you have to be polite six-year-olds uh you know they they kind of give you the facts too when they when they yeah. argue with you well you're stupid and you smell and i don't like <laughs> you right okay so just because you're delivering the facts doesn't mean that you're on the right side of uh, the argument but you're right uh when by delivering the facts by stating um, the truth about everything. Uh, you're first of all, you you can't get caught in a lie if you're always telling the truth, and second of all, people will respect that. Um, you know, if you sometimes by just telling the truth about the limitations of your abilities, you know, like 
I don't have the manpower to process 2,000 photos we took at your wedding. You know, it would take me two, 300 hours, and unfortunately, yeah. um, the people that are waiting for their wedding photos would, would suffer. So if you don't mind spending extra money on me outsourcing this, um, I, will make, you know, I will make sure that I'll get these to you in a reasonable time. Um, when it comes to people needing photos... Uh, of their loved ones due to loss and you happen to photograph either family photos or be at a wedding or whatever it's um <clears throat> it's really it's really up to you. you 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 don't have to give anything to anybody but i think the right thing to do would be to comply and say you know sorry about your loss i will uh, get these to you as soon as possible and i think a way if you are the kind of person who thinks well I'm doing the work and I mean, this is my job and I should be compensated, right? Um, I mean, you got to think about people who are in the business, in funeral business, people who make caskets, people who make urns, people who cremate. They don't do it for free because your loved one's Mm -hmm. passed away, right? They do it because there's a necessity for it and, you know, they're trying to make money, but they're also just doing it to make a living so they could pay for their mortgage. So if you rather than being like, well, I'm not giving it to you for free or whatever. Uh, I think there's a way to kind of cut that corner and just use a third party program like shoot proof or whatever and upload it in, in a gallery where they have to pay to download it or something. You know what I mean? Like if you really, really need to be compensated for your time, just kind of do it that way instead of upsetting people even further that's kind of that's that's my workaround to it. Um, yeah. In my experience, I, I've never asked for money. Yeah, I don't know that I could charge for it, but so I told you about this when it happened. I believe I think I said this on the podcast. Um, I was doing some work with the hospice mm-hmm. here, and they were having a vow renewal. Yes. And uh, they asked me about shooting it. And I gave them the price, which was not unreasonable, and included a discount. And the response that I got to the price that I sent them, which was, by the way, a few hundred dollars, um, was, are you kidding? Like, or, um, no, or something like that. Like, it was not. Hard no, I remember that. Yeah, that was it. Um, Hard no, question mark, who does she think she is? (laughs) Yeah, and it kind of sounded like they didn't intend to send that to me. Like, it was just kind of offensive. Of course it was. Um, and these aren't the people that I would be working with, right? Like, this, like they were, I don't know, they were asking me for a favor, and they were rude to me. And they weren't the people who were dying. So it was frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so here's the thing. A third party is trying to do something good, uh, mm-hmm. uh, do a, a, gr- a good gesture, but... No, I'm... S- yes, if the third party is trying to do a nice gesture, the third party pays for the stuff. Yes, that's what, that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, y- you, know, you are still asked to work for free, and that's not right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be... <laughs> Even the photographers that come out to funerals, which, by the way, on a side note, if you're a listener from a part of the country that doesn't have this happening, uh, 
or vice versa. If you're a listener from a part of the country that has this happen, please give us some feedback on our Facebook page, rather mm-hmm. our Facebook group, Double Exposure Show group. Um, I'd love to hear some of your stories or how, how business is done. Because in this area, in the London area, uh, there's not a lot of uh, funeral photography going on, but I've heard of it becoming mm-hmm. really popular where a family will literally hire a photographer, a professional photographer to come to the funeral, to photograph the funeral, which I guess open casket, there's still photos of the body. I don't know, whatever it is, yeah. like uh, it, it wouldn't be for me. I don't want it. No. But it's it's a it's a rising business. So guess what? They pay those people too, regardless. It's not about mm-hmm. the money. What happened to you with the hospice is, you know, a third party reached out and said, "Look, we're doing this as a goodwill gesture." They cannot exp- unless they reached out to you and saying, "Look, we're looking for volunteers." You know, we can give you the opportunity to say like, "You know what? I'll come out and shoot a photo or no, thank you. I don't want to volunteer." Uh to to actually ask you if you're available and then kind of be rude about it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's totally out of left field. Yeah. And like, I'm not in the business. Like we talked recently about working with charities. I am not in the business of donating my time to charity constantly. Absolutely. If there's a cause you believe in and you can help out a certain way, then that's, that's one thing, but it shouldn't cost you money. Exactly. Ultimately, it, working with a charitable charity should be profitable for you. So, on the, on a side note, um, like if somebody was to ask me for a photo be, due to loss, I I would never ask them for money because it's kind of like it, it would be my goodwill gesture to them. Kind of like let me provide you with a photo at a time of loss, right? It's kind of like buying a coffee for uh, you know anybody really kind of like if you're if you're willing to do that just to randomly buy somebody a coffee then you should be able to do to do the other thing yeah and i did i gave both of those clients photos obviously um but i'm not going to be working with the hospice again yeah i mean the way they handled it was kind of terrible um so anyways (sighs) Yeah, so that is pretty much that topic. Yeah, moving forward. Um, We'd love to hear how you deal with with clients uh, who were at a loss. And I'm I'm opening this up to our listeners. I really do want some feedback. You know what? So I um, recently was, I did like a little thing for a publication online about wedding budgets. And the guy just emailed me back today and he asked about hurricanes and like refunds and all of that fun stuff and I was like well like I don't like you know because of the hurricane in Texas like there would have been um all sorts of weddings canceled mm-hmm. and they'll still be being canceled because all the venues will be a disaster right mm-hmm. so <clears throat> he was asking me about well what's your pol- like refund policy and like um how do you handle a wedding being canceled because of a natural disaster? And maybe you have experience with this, but I don't. So my response to him was that, well, we don't have hurricanes <laughs> so much in Ontario. You kind of just brushed it off. Yeah, but like we have tornadoes and we have rain, neither of which have canceled any of my weddings. But with rain, we come up with a rain plan. So, you know, um, we're not, we can still do the photos, yeah. but... 
and then I outlined what my refund policy was, which I think is applicable because I would imagine those people would be rescheduling their weddings. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if my client has to reschedule a wedding, for example, which hasn't happened yet, um, if I'm available for their new date, then um, their retainer counts towards the new date. Do you have any experience with that sort of thing? Um, no, no, never, never had a wedding been canceled due to a natural disaster. But I do have a clause in my contract that covers uh, acts of God that basically I'm not responsible for it, right? Um, if a tree falls on your car and you uh, can't get to a wedding on time or something, I, or you know, if, if your backyard floods and that's where your venue was, so to speak, or if the hall catches fire and you cancel the wedding, like on the yeah. day of the wedding or the day before, well... Yeah. I, it's it's not anything I did, so I still expect to be compensated, yeah. right? Right. So now because I don't because I don't work, for example, I will yeah. carry forward some of that unused balance, um, and apply it to the future wedding. So mm. we don't go to weddings unless we're paid in full. So let's say, which is for round figures. You Me too. My retainer is a thousand dollars now. Um, it. Um, it's going to become 50% of your wedding, uh, probably by 2018, 2019. Um, so if you have a $5,000 wedding, you're going to, your retainer is going to be $2,500. If you cancel the wedding and you decide to not marry each other, you, will for, you forfeit your retainer, right? Yeah. If the day before the wedding, um, something really bad happens, uh, well, I've already retain the $2,500 retainer, for example, plus mm -hmm. I have your other balance before I start the wedding. So you've paid me in full. Mm -hmm. Now, that fee covers a lot of things. It covers a product that I that I owe you, like your your wedding photos, and it covers uh, me working for you know eight hours that day, plus how many hours editing the photos. If I did absolutely nothing, then I will give you back the, tw the, the balance. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll keep your retainer and I'll say, unfortunately, this is it. It is how it is. You know, nothing did, nothing I did prevented me from working. Right. If a tree falls on my car and I can't make it to your wedding, you would actually get the whole thing back. You'd get the retainer back too. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause then I sucked and I couldn't, I couldn't turn up. So, um, I would probably just include a clause there that specifically talks about acts of God, you mm -hmm. know, cause that's, that's what you kind of put them under. Um, and, uh, just be a good businessman, be a smart, smart person, you know, don't give people the opportunity to sue you because really <laughs> if, if, if I paid you in full for a service that you never, uh, gave me, you know, if I paid you in full to photograph a wedding, but the wedding was canceled or moved, and you didn't do any of the work, I would bring you to uh, litigation and say that, you know, mm -hmm. I paid you for service. Here's it. And this is why it's so important to have contracts with all the people, because how many photographers have booked weddings in Texas uh, without contracts and now aren't showing up to those because they're either canceled, moved or aren't happening or whatever. Right. Um, so, mm -hmm. That, that's what I was wondering because I started thinking about if these 
tragic things happened, like what what would you do? And maybe people should be posting this in the comments for this episode mm-hmm. on our group. Absolutely. What would you do if the month before a wedding, whatever, the short time before a wedding you were supposed to shoot and you had gotten a retainer, what would you do if the groom died? Would you pay the retainer would back? You, is, that, is that what you're yeah. asking? That's what I'm asking. Would you give the retainer back? Would you keep the retainer? <laughs> and then how do you communicate that to the bride? Because, y- yes, you are contract contractually... What is the word? Obligated. Entitled to that retainer, Mm -hmm. right? But does that make you a bad human? Well, it doesn't. You know, it really doesn't because what what would what would be the difference if the spouse passed away a month after the wedding? Would you give the money back then? Well, and have you heard of people getting divorced and saying that they want their money back? And I think someone posted this to the group that email where they say we want in our contract that if we get divorced we get our money back <laughs> wow um uh no <laughs> yeah no kidding that's that's a that's that's a nice like prenup there <laughs> um i would totally do it i i would do it under one condition i would say uh, as long as you buy uh wedding photography insurance and <laughs> for the duration of your insurance plan if your premium premiums are paid up, I will gladly refund your money. And, you know, so if you're betting on your wedding not being um, sort of successful, if you will, your marriage not being successful, um, then maybe you shouldn't get married, right? Um, yeah. Like. I get the whole thing. I get, I get a prenuptial agreement. Um, I know this is a little bit off topic. Mm-hmm. I get it, but. Like, why is the, like, marriage contract not enough? Well, the prenuptial agreement itself kind of contradicts the marriage contract. Exactly. Okay? It's, <laughs> it's like, I promise to love you and give you everything except this stuff. So, Like, why are you getting, why are you getting married if, if you need a contract for when you split up? Why don't you just not be married? Yeah, agreed. Be in a relationship. <laughs> anyway, that's. Not any of my business to, to comment on other people's lives, but still. Um, and and so the the only defense I have for that is because uh, just by being in a relationship, you are actually entitled to a lot of the a lot of the things by becoming common oh. law, right? <laughs> so they're getting married so that they can have a contract yes. that says that they're not entitled to each other's stuff. Exactly. No, it, it might awful. it might sound stupid, but it's kind of like. I completely agree with you, but it's just the, the legal system itself. It's it, there's too many precedents for this, so it's difficult to argue the other side. If otherwise, so if you're common law with somebody and you end up purchasing a home uh, together, well, you're kind of on the hook for that, right? Um, if you get married and you have a prenuptial agreement, and let's say only one partner pays for the home. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a big, nice home, whatever. If you get married and you have a prenuptial agreement that says, um, you know, you're not entitled to any of my money prior to the wedding, blah, blah, blah. That's cool. But you can't put in there, um, you're not entitled to the home that we bought together. Because that, that, 
I believe that nullifies it. So because I'm not a lawyer, because I'm not, I'm not practicing family law, I'm not going to comment on, on it too much. You know, don't want to give people ideas. And, and I just simply don't know enough to back things up. But all I'm going to say right now is that I've heard of people getting married so they can have a prenuptial agreement because <laughs> the common law uh, laws and rules that applied were going to put the person at a disadvantage. Now, what happened right. was the, the person, uh, the spouse-to-be, the, the female, um, she basically refused. She said, if you, and it was on, on the advice of her dad, and mm -hmm. basically, he basically said, if, you have to, if you're going to marry this individual and have a prenuptial agreement, I'm, it's not happening. And mm -hmm. kind of knocked some sense into her, if you will. <laughs> um, so uh, they ended up getting married without a prenuptial agreement. But um, yeah, it's not the happiest marriage anyways. Yeah, I think if, if someone demanded that I get a prenuptial agreement that made me feel uncomfortable, I think I would not be getting married. Yeah, you're, you kind of, I don't know. Anyways, off topic. Right. <laughs> so in the Facebook group, we want to know what you guys would do if there was a natural disaster or a client tragedy um, prior to the wedding. Yeah, what would you do if it happened before the wedding and you couldn't shoot it? Would you give them all of their money back or would you not? Um, and how would you tell them that? Because I, if I had booked a wedding a year, two years in advance, and there was a tragedy and I was unable to book rebook that date, like, yes, I would be keeping the retainer, but I have no idea how I would say that to a bride who just lost her fiancé or whatever right yeah i mean you have to be sympathetic uh i'll i'll give you the answer sure. right now. I, I get that much but I, i'll tell you my answer right now too and i mean mm -hmm. you have to say you have to basically be straightforward and and just just be as humble sympathetic and uh, diplomatic and insert any other word you can find in here but my answer to them would be very simple. It would say, uh, this, is, this is my livelihood. This is what I do for a living. I have a family to support. Uh, we do these things because you retain my services because I am busy and I can book uh, in advance. Because we're so close to the date, I'm not able to rebook. What I, what I would mm -hmm. like to offer you is the fact that I'm not, since I'm not going to be working, but you are giving me the retainer, what I'd like to do is offer you services going forward. So, I mean, this is my income. I do have to pay my mortgage, but you, we can we can apply this to future services. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, again. You know, it's funny because I have had weddings canceled, and I have not refunded the retainer, and I have not like credited them moving forward. Mm -hmm. And you don't Thankfully have to because they retain yeah. you for that date, right? But yeah. I would. Thankfully, those people like posed it as a question, so they said, "Can we count this towards a portrait session later on?" No, sorry. <laughs> Good. So, yeah, but um, because it's a wedding retainer, um, mm -hmm. you know, if if they if they cancel the wedding or whatever, I would just say, you know, tough cookies. Thanks for coming, but you guys, you guys basically paid me to shoot your wedding without, you know, 
like sorry that you canceled the wedding that's what and that's why you have contracts that's why these contracts are oh so important yeah and make sure that you have the that clause in your contract that if the wedding is canceled for whatever yep. reason um you you will lose clients uh no no you will not lose clients but you will have clients that won't sign with you because of that and yeah. you know what at the end of the day just count your blessings um well i haven't because every legitimate photographer should have that in their contract. Agreed. Absolutely. So um, I haven't lost clients that way. And the other thing is that they're all like, oh, well, that will never happen to us. So Yeah. And when I'm talking about using about. the retainer for future services, what I'm doing is I'm kind of offering them um, a peaceful resolution just to kind of give them a little bit of something so they don't feel completely at a loss, right? But at the end of the day... yeah. Unfortunately, you know, I don't want to come off as like a really cold person, but un unfortunately, no matter what, you have a job to do and you, this is how you pay for you, for yourself. This is how you pay. This is how you get paid for, for the job that you do. Yeah. So I, I hate to say it, but I think it would have for me a lot to do with whether I liked them or not. Yeah. <laughs> like how much I liked them. If it was a client that I really liked, I would probably be like, yeah, I'll give you like this amount of money towards a portrait session um just because i like them <laughs> well and absolutely uh when i say future services i don't i generalize it i basically say like if you need a photographer in the future like let me know and mm -hmm. I'll, I'll make things happen to you but i don't give them so if the retainer's a thousand dollars i'll make things happen to you uh i thought i said for you but <laughs> maybe maybe i said to you well we'll uh, hear it when we listen to this episode i guess <laughs> um I don't give them a credit. So if I take a thousand dollars a retainer, I don't say, "Oh, you have a credit of a thousand dollars." If I, you yeah. know, if I take half of fifty percent, I don't say you have this as a credit. I just say I, I'm able to apply some of it towards future services, yeah. just to give them something, right? Um, and that's kind of me uh, making things right. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you have to realize that you're not the one who screwed up. You're not the one who's liable for anything. You're not the one who did anything at all so you should not worry about having to to offer anything for free or, feel, or otherwise yeah like don't feel guilty but you should feel sympathetic absolutely. and empathetic yeah. yes there, there you go sympathy and empathy absolutely so i hope you can take a little bit away from this episode about how we've handled uh ourselves in the past and how we would handle ourselves in in case something would happen but the truth of the matter is that natural disasters are always around the corner and you can't really predict them you know even if uh, even if they're weather related um it, we had uh, a major collision on the 401 highway recently that was kind of close to uh one of my clients and uh they were saying that they knew the people and um you know, it, there was a mother and two kids driving home and uh, a truck crossed the median on a busy highway and um, there was a head-on collision. Um, the mother and the daughter, I guess, passed away. They, were, they died at the scene uh, and the six-year-old boy survived. Right, So they, they didn't leave home that day or, or wherever they were going thinking something might happen today. So, you know like it, it it came out of the blue 
And as sad as as I am for anything like that that happens, um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it is it is your call. It is kind of like how you handle it. But unfortunately, I and I'm I'm saying it right now. But you know, ask me if that situation happens to me. Like ask me during that situation what I would do, and my answer may be different. But at this point, your retainer is a retainer. It, it it's really no different than if they canceled the wedding because they just hated each other. So unfortunately, it is what it is, right? It's mm -hmm. it's kind of like um, it could be worse, you know. So, anyways, uh, I think on that note, uh, we're going to end. Um, thanks for joining us today. You can find the show notes for this episode on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 50. Join the conversation on Facebook in the Double Exposure Show group. And we want to say thank you to Ben Sound for the awesome soundtrack that uh, accompanies our podcast, as well as uh, Benjamin mm -hmm. Edward for the artwork uh, for our podcast and the website. Uh, and just reminding you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you really enjoy this podcast. You will mm -hmm. be actually entered into the draw to win your very own print of the artwork. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you write a little something. Yes. If you don't write a little something, then we won't know what your name that is. That is so you true, won't isn't it? Be in it. So, until uh, next time, everybody. Okay, bye.